0: the Friday Wind Down. Kick off your weekend
1: the right way. Welcome to the third and final hour of the Talking Point here on SFM 104 to 107 nationwide. It's time for the Friday wind down, and you just heard the song Ingle Layami from uh, the artist uh, we are winding down with uh, this Friday, international artist Sisanda Nilsson, who was born in the Eastern Cape but grew up in Guazul Natal in uh, Margate in Guazul Natal and began her professional music career in 2011. And And It picked up more than she, uh, more, sorry, when she signed, uh, she got signed by Touch Africa Records in uh, 2014. And she released her first single that we just played now called Indlelayam in 2015 and moved to Sweden. Uh, in 2016, and uh, she's got a hit single, If This Is Love, which won an award with P4NASTA, uh, which is Sweden's national radio station. She's worked with Sweden's best producers and has released her first album, uh Vu in 2021 and continues to write and record new music. Speaking to us from Sweden, Sisanda Nelson, singer, songwriter, good morning. Thank you for your time. Tell me about your music journey, because it starts when you are very young because at the age of five in 1991 you win something that ends up taking you to Los Angeles tell me about what your reflections are about that time of your life when you were so young hi Sisanda good morning
0: hi good morning and thank you thank you for having me Um, yeah uh, basically Around that time when I won the competition um, to go to Los Angeles, I, I don't know, like I, I always just knew that this is something I want to do.
2: Music mm. is
0: something I want to do. Um, so I I wasn't really surprised in a way because I, I said uh, when I was 10 years old, I said to my mom, before I turn 16, I will have gone to the USA for music.
1: Oh, wow. Um,
0: so I, I don't know why I said that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so but, tell me uh, about it, growing it up.
1: So tell me about growing up in your household, Uh, you know, uh, because you say it's something that you always knew uh, that music is what you wanted to do. Were you sort of encouraged, Uh, you know, were you propelled? Or did you, you know, did you uh, just become uh, the star performer in the household and knew very early that this is where you're going to go? What kind of environment did you grow up in? I grew up in
0: rural rural. Areas, you know, like in the Eastern Cape, mm-hmm. um, and we we used to listen to the radio, Noma Totolo. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on the radio, they would play and would, afasi Yes. They would play Oosis Rebecca, Dr. Rebecca, And uh, I just felt aligned with these people. But, uh, you know, in, in my family, it wasn't really encouraged to be an artist. They wanted us to be doctors, teachers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that type of thing where it, you have a stable um, career
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh,
0: in that way. So it, it wasn't really encouraged, but uh, deep down, I knew that you know this was something I wanted to do since I was three years old. Mm-hmm. I told them that I, I want to be an artist.
1: Mm. So
0: it, it's just something I've always pursued, and um, but not not the famous part of it. Yeah, not the famous part of it. The art I, I part just, of it is what attracted. I just you. wanted the art part of it. That's what attracted me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the more I and I thought I wanted the fame part of it. Uh, as well until yeah. I got signed to Touch Africa Records and I was so uncomfortable uh. with um, <laughs> the fame part of the whole thing. So what, and, what uh, about
1: <laughs> being famous made you uncomfortable and, and how come you didn't make that connection that to a large extent you wanting to sing and you wanting to do this also means that you're going to end up being known by a lot of people
0: yes that that's the i yeah that that, that's actually the the downside because what what i realized is that i value my freedom Mm -hmm. i i learned that a lot about myself that oh my i actually i value my freedom i value not being seen
2: Mm. and not
0: being known by people but i love it that they know my music and Mm. they contact me through social media and uh you know the, the I'll just chat with them because I I like to chat with people on a very human basis.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't like the whole celebrity part of it because mm. uh, I I feel like it comes with a lot of pressure.
2: Mm-hmm. It
0: comes with a lot of demands. Um, so if, if I can just be an artist, that, yeah, that, that's good enough for me that's
1: really great <laughs> an incognito artist in a way okay <laughs> yeah. uh, you will we'll, we'll co- t- before i go to break tell me about that song that i just played called Indlelayam. Am." how did you end up doing cuz to me in many ways it also makes sense to how you know you want to do things your way uh, you want to follow your yes. own trajectory tell me about that song i was actually i was i was feeling really low. Mm. Uh, I was here, I was in Sweden,
0: and uh, I I was experiencing depression for the first time. Oh no. Um, uh, While I was here, I was missing my family. I was, um, you know, and things uh, with my music, things weren't going so well with the record label, with Mm -hmm. Touch Africa Records. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when this song came, it was me... Just recognizing that no matter what, this is my path. Whether it gets difficult, it gets rocky. Um, this is my path, and I need to accept that. Yeah. I, I mustn't fight it. I mustn't turn to drugs. I mustn't turn to alcohol. Mm-hmm. I mustn't. I must just accept that this is my path. If if there are rocks, there are lumps, there are uh, whatever. I, I'll take it
2: mm, because mm. it's a
0: part of it. Part of my growth, yeah. And I had people like Sila Uosilota who were my Sila Uosilota mentored me a lot. Yeah, um, at that time he okay. helped me a lot because now he's not this type of a person who's like after fame and all of that.
1: Yeah. So let, let me ask for indulgence and go to a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and play "If This Love" and continue our conversation with international artist Sisanda Nelson. It's eleven twenty-two. Celebrating our music heritage right here on the Friday Windown. It's 11:27. That's if this is love from uh, our guest this uh, for this Friday wind down Cissanda Nelson. I want to uh, d- delve into the journey of getting signed uh, you've been referencing getting signed by Touch Africa Records in 2014. In many ways it sounds that uh, you know it impacted you as a person and, and as an artist and a lot of uh, children in South Africa who want to get into the music business think that uh, getting signed for example, is one of the best things that can happen in terms of uh, changing the, the, trage- the trajectory of your career. Tell me about your experience, Sisanda.
0: Um, it definitely, getting signed definitely changed my life. Mm. I, I got insight. I got insights. That that's something that um, schools don't give you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see celebrities on TV, they don't tell you about the background uh, scene of everything. Um, so i i feel like i met a lot of great people i worked i got the opportunity to work with Monty noble i met the robbie malinga so mm. I, I was really happy um but uh, I, because i, I suppose think... it
1: allowed you to learn the process of making music uh commercially yes. and the process of recording
0: yes yes most definitely mm. um but I, I think when you are let me put it this way when you are somebody who is genuine person and then you come in an industry of giants Mm. if i can put it that way Mm. you come in an industry of giants people have been there for years and uh, you're new you're this little fish in a big ocean um it's hard to try to figure out um everything Mm. um i i i I don't want to put it bluntly you know uh, what i want to say but all i can say is um it's important to be careful hold on to your values Mm -hmm. if you are somebody who has values uh, because the in the industry it can get really dark and you can lose yourself you can lose your values uh, how you were raised everything that makes you and formed you and all of these stresses and all the things that happen behind the scenes and nobody exposes those things are what drives people to to um, narcotics and Mm, mm. uh, stuff like that so uh, it's the silence because nobody speaks nobody says anything
1: this is um, this is so, so interesting that you say that to me uh and I'm sure as a South African born artist you are aware of uh, zahara the musician oh, sure. who um, uh, the the musician who passed uh, whose memorial service it it it, it, it was yesterday because one of the things she liked to say when whenever she was being um, interviewed is that you people just see this on television um, and and you make this assumption that um, you know everything is going well in my life. Everything is hunky-dory in the business that I'm in, but it's it's not entirely that way. And again, um, Zahara's death and all of the things that she said come also on the backdrop, for example, of an international scandal that we're reading about, about uh, the artist we know as Diddy or Puff Daddy or Sean Combs or whatever, about some of the dark things that happened in the, uh, you know, uh, behind the scenes in the music industry. How you know what sort of what sort of ethos should young, particularly young girls who get into the music business, need to know or need to have, uh, so that they don't lose themselves in their desire for fame or prominence? What
0: I did. What I did was I kept my family close. Mm. I kept I kept my mom really close. I kept my dad really close. I kept my sisters, my brothers. If I needed to drive anywhere, my brother drove me.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I, I would ask him, I would say, I want you to drive me. I don't want any stranger driving me anywhere. Mm. Um, so keeping family close, the, the people who are closest to you. If, if you're not close to your family, keep your close friends Keep, keep somebody that you trust really close to you, somebody who's sober, mm. who will tell you when you are messing up. Uh, truthful people. Uh, because the, the, the industry, it, it, it can be like a dark hole. Uh, yeah, you can swallow you in if, you, if you're not protected, if you don't have that stability. Because as artists, we tend to be very flamboyant. You know, we want to go with the flow. We want to mm-hmm. please everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. You want to be loved um, so... by everybody.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so keeping grounded people around you that keeps you grounded. I think Trevor Trevor Noah actually said it
2: mm-hmm. that
0: he keeps the realest people around him. He keeps his old friends. It doesn't matter how successful he got, mm-hmm. but he kept his people with him, um, mm. and that's the important thing. It, it's really. Uh, the only advice I can give because I know our school structures in South Africa that Mm -hmm. we don't get educated to be entrepreneurs. We get educated to be uh, consumers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this type of information is information that that we don't get in South Africa.
1: How uh, would you... How would you, uh, you know, because I think the most important thing that you said at the beginning is also the fact that you want to be known for your music, for your art, you know, for uh, that you believe is um, what connects you to your fans or the people who love your music. How do you uh, describe your own music? My music, I I would describe it as soul pop
0: music. The reason why I, I describe it as soul pop music is because it's not strictly pop. And at the same time, it's not strictly soul.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I I write from my heart. I write truthfully. I write stories, things that I've seen, things I've experienced, mm-hmm. things that have happened in my family. Uh, so that's where the soul part uh, comes in. But when it comes to the music itself, I, 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 I like... Uh, uh, the pop side of things where p- people can sort of dance like, mm. but not heavily but just <laughs> just chill you know like
1: <laughs> dance but, <laughs> but not, not heavily, <laughs>
0: heavily. <laughs> yeah dance but not have just chill you know <laughs> if, if you're somebody who likes your glass of wine you can have your glass of wine uh, but not too much because you're not gonna enjoy my music then if you if you if you drink too much and, and, know, and who, do, who of... do
1: you consider your biggest musical influences because like you said you got into an industry of giants so uh you know uh for every art- artist there is now there is a degree of influence from what they either uh, uh, consumed uh, as they were growing up or some people or some music that heavily influences their sound who heavily influences yours who are your musical influences
0: I listened to a lot of Brenda Farsi music growing up. Mm. My big brother, my big brother, loved Brenda Farsi. and uh, when, when she released Ufu mm-hmm. Lintela, but you know that, that was all we played. Uh, I listened to a lot of gospel music, mm-hmm. uh, Joyous Celebration, um, and I, I I won't really say that these are artists that influenced me, but they helped me to find um, me.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They helped
0: me to find me, and I, I realized and uh, the, the importance of finding my voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The importance of singing like Sisanda, mm. not like that other person or that other person. Or how how will I? One of the things when I, I worked with Touch Africa Records was that what I found was that as great as it was, they they wanted to change the sound that which was me. Mm. Um, so the, the the sound wasn't purely Sisanda Nilsson, uh, but it was Sisanda Nilsson and 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 that producer that producer. And okay. I think it would be great if producers would actually listen to artists. How do you, as an artist, wanna interpret the song?
1: Okay, uh, okay, because
0: it's who we're interested in.
1: Okay, we are talking to Sisanda Nilsson, singer and songwriter, about uh, her music. Here's another one of her songs. That's Sisanda Nilsen, singer and uh, songwriter, international artist, uh, grew up in the Eastern Cape, uh, but uh, uh, also grew up in Guazul-Natal in Market. There's a lot of people who are writing and saying uh, there's, um, you know, the, your music is sort of uh, even reminding them of the Zahara sound. I think uh, the folksy sound, uh, as they describe it, of uh, guitar, <clears throat> almost... Uh, Tracy Chapman uh sort of uh style what which place uh because you really grew up in two different places which place also played a role in uh you know the 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 musical influences the eastern cape guazulu natal uh Brenda Farsi is from uh, the eastern cape and uh you know uh, in guazulu natal uh b- both places in south africa are very diverse yet very rich uh, uh, musical uh, um, uh, experiences? Mm, mm. I, yeah, that's a really good
0: question. <laughs> it's a really good question because in, in KZN, uh, people listen to music from the Eastern Cape anyway. Mm. Um, so that kind of uh, groomed me in a way um, that is really hard to explain because um, getting the KZN culture uh while coming from the eastern Cape, because also these are like you said it's very two different cultures it's mm-hmm. two different people sets if mm-hmm. i can put it that way um i i really think it, it helped in forming my music because i ended up meeting a lot of artists which were both zulu and Tosa artists mm. um in kezadan yeah. so i would form- we formed these little bands, like um, I, I had this band called Afrik um, when, when I was young and uh, it was Zulus and Kosa people. So we would make music together. Um, uh, and this really I I, I don't know how to explain how it it enriches you as a person like Mm. uh, meeting different cultures like even now like living in Sweden learning the Swedish language and uh, learning how they do music here in Sweden Mm -hmm. all of this plays a role and it influences my sound and uh, this is how I come up with songs like If This Is Love was actually uh, produced by a Swedish producer
1: yeah uh, T- tell me how you end up um, I- I- in Sweden and I have to emphasize I love 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 South African artists living in another country but never losing one their language uh, in their music and losing their not losing their cultural imperative because ultimately yeah. I think uh, that's how any African artist uh, thrives overseas all you yeah. ever need to be is be yourself tell me how you end up in um, uh, uh, Sweden and two tell me how um, you know you and, and made sure that as you stay in sweden you retain your south africanness in the sound of your music mm. I met I met a tall Swedish man. Oh I knew I knew there'd be a man in there somewhere. okay.
0: <laughs> and we stayed in South Africa. I actually for, we formed a, a, um, an NGO in South Africa where we gave school uniforms okay. uh, to kids and, okay. and shoes and all of that. And okay. we stayed for four years in South Africa
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then we moved to Sweden. Um, and then while here, there was that temptation of do, do i try to fit in
2: mm-hmm.
0: or do i stay myself mm. so in that search i found that the more i tried to fit in and be like them the more depressed i got yeah <laughs> if that makes because i was i was running away from myself i was running away from who i am
1: yes cuz you are who so, you
0: are exactly mm-hmm. so the depression brought me back to my roots uh, to Susanda who are you because you need to allow people to love you for who you are mm. instead of trying to be like them they need to those who accept you for who you are they accept you for who you are then those are your friends mm. those who don't accept you for who you are then those are not your friends and um, people who 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 run away from who they are they end up struggling a lot as well like with things like depression and uh uh, you know, uh, stuff like that. So yeah. it, it's important to just keep keep your roots. Make sure you don't lose your language, even if you're learning other languages.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, keep in touch with your family.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, make sure that you find other South Africans wherever you are, because, yeah, we are everywhere. Mm. And that's good. We are everywhere mm-hmm. around the world. Mm-hmm. I bumped into a Zoom lady in Gothenburg. Mm-hmm. I was going to take the train, yeah. and then she was Zulu with her kid and then I we became friends. Wow. So find other South Africans uh, wherever you are, make sure that you keep who you are and keep in touch with the country because uh, that's your people, those are the people who really love you.
1: I love that uh, so tell me then about uh, the album that uh, you you did in uh, in uh, 2021 um, yes. uh, you, you worked with Swedish producers for it and released that album in 2021 called Lu tell me about the process of writing it and what the intention around that particular album was. Yeah. <laughs> you ask good questions. <laughs> I'm a fantastic interviewer, if I should say so myself. Thank you're you really very much. Fantastic. You're, you're amazing.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that album, I actually also worked with uh, South African producers on, uh, on that album, mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kokone La Kokonela um in South Africa mm-hmm. uh, so the, the process of writing that album it was more that I met it, I, I, I didn't intend to release that album actually it wasn't intended. Why um, not? It was, Why
1: not? It,
0: it was songs uh, that I had recorded with these artists and uh, I I lost my dad in 2018.
1: I'm sorry his name
0: is name is Lou Louvuyo. Mm. Uh, so the album is named after him because Mm. when he was alive those are all the songs that he knew and loved Mm. from me Mm. those those are the songs that were in public as well they were it it was songs that i performed live and he used to love them so i i decided to compile all these songs that he loved and uh, Put them together and just release them as an album as they are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, don't overmaster anything. Don't over, just keep the originality and the artistry mm. uh, in the album and allow people to just see me um and this is actually the first time i'm given the opportunity to share the story behind that album mm-hmm. so thank you mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. thank
0: you very much uh, so, so
1: in many ways the album is uh, it, it sort of pays homage to your late dad yes yes because he he was you know i know people don't
0: often speak about their fathers mm-hmm. uh, well, n- not, not in a good light. Mm-hmm. But my, my, my dad was the one, uh, as a kid, he, he would say to me, Susanna, you're perfect exactly the way you are. Oh, wow. And what you say matters. Oh,
1: he would wow. say to me, what
0: you say matters. But he said everything in Izukosa. Uh, of course. You, know, this deep, uh, <laughs> you don't have to change yourself for anybody. You're a princess.
2: Wow.
0: Uh, stay who you are so a, a big part of who I am the boldness that I have that I feel like I can walk into any room and I, I won't be afraid it's, it's because of what he did
2: mm,
0: he mm. did that he, he planted that in me and I never got the chance to thank
1: him but I thanked him through I and and I'm going to assume the album is on all the streaming services around the world
0: it is. Oh, it's
1: it's available worldwide. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go to break and then come back with another one of uh, the songs that we're playing from Sisanda uh, Nelson. If you just joined us, we're having a conversation with international artist Sisanda Nelson. She was born, if you didn't know, in the Eastern Cape. Grew up in guazulu Natal and began her professional career in 2011. And it picked up more when she was signed in 2014. Uh, she released her first hit single in July in 2015 and moved to Sweden in 2016 where she released her hit single If This Is Love, which ended up winning an award with P4NASTA, which is Sweden's national radio station. She's worked with Sweden's best producers and released her first official album Lufvui Oluam in 2021. We'll continue our conversation with Sisanda Nelson in a short while.
0: Hi, KG. You You know, uh the sad part, you know, from where I'm sitting, is the fact that uh, we will never experience, you know, a collaboration between Cassandra Nelson and the late uh, Zahara. That, for me, I think it could have been uh, magical. And and I think Cassandra, uh, I don't know, I might be wrong. I don't think she has, you know, performed uh, a number of times here in South Africa. Uh, i would love to see her you know and um, uh, doing her thing live but uh, after all she's an
1: amazing uh, performer
0: thanks kg Call me jamesden
1: good morning homo mo katsi this is dudley seal from kabeha cc kg yo it's a revelation it's the first time i hear this woman yo i'm gonna follow this woman's music really And you know what, KG, it seems for me, the Eastern Cape, it's a province where there's a special oxygen. Hey, if you look to Zahara, if you look to the Sisi, if you look to Nati, you can name them on and on and on. If you look to John Carney, Nelson Mandela, Tabumbeki, I, I'm glad and proud to be an Eastern Cape man. Thank you very much, KG, for your nice show. That's is daddy seal from Kadeha. It's eleven fifty-seven. You're listening to Sisanda Nilsson. That song is called "Love in is in the sorry Love in the Air." So when are you, when do you anticipate ever coming down to South Africa for performances? Because I'm sure you heard that voice note from um, um, uh, one of our listeners that it would be so nice for uh, your fans here to experience you live on stage.
0: I would really, really love to come to South Africa for for performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that's that that's definitely like um, a big dream. Like I used to come when the Ugu Jazz Festival uh, was still there, like uh, which is a festival in KZN. Mm-hmm. I used to perform a lot, like every year on that festival. I'm not I'm not sure what happened to it. Actually, I don't think it's going anymore. But I think um, after the pandemic, like a, a lot kind of shifted when mm. it comes to. Uh, bookings and uh, festivals, funding for those festivals, and, and so, so a, a lot of people are just trying to pick up again and like uh, and just see who's there, mm,
2: um, mm.
0: and who's available because uh, we're not, um, I, I was picking up, picking up, picking up, and then the pandemic happened. Uh, This is like the first uh, interview I've done in South Africa since the pandemic. Um, So... uh, the more people know that I'm here, mm. um, I, I mean, flying from Sweden to South Africa, it's, it's not uh, the world is, has shrunk. The world is not that big anymore.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, most definitely, it's something that I would definitely love to do. Yeah, and I heard the first one where the uh, the guy was saying uh, he would have loved a collaboration between me and Zahara. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I actually did try to reach out to her. Uh, uh, I think it was last year.
2: Mm. Uh,
0: but uh, you know, it, it, it's not very easy to to reach out to the giants.
2: Mm.
0: You know, it's not it's not always easy. You can't be a small fish and try to reach out to the giants. Yeah. You Yeah, know, there's certain procedures and certain ways to do that. Yeah, um, I, I I really. It would have been, you know, amazing if she was still here and if she would have had the opportunity to even listen to this interview yeah. and know that I'm interested and I was interested.
2: Wow. Wow.